Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and uh, I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. They'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. International heroes. G.I. Joe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast, there may be other G.I. Joe podcasts. There's not. But there's not. <laughs> I, deny, I deny the existence of other G.I. Joe podcasts. Well, to be fair, shouldn't we? It's like the moon landing. I didn't see it happen. Thank you. It didn't happen. Did not happen. You can't show me that it happened. You just have people pretending to record uh, G.I. Joe podcasts, but they're on a sound stage in Hollywood. If you're ever listening to the show and you feel like there's just stuff that you're missing <laughs> like maybe just entire like hours of pre-show conversations <laughs> that uh have left deep deep emotional scars in the host and uh sometimes come out on the show proper without uh um proper citation yeah you're, you're not wrong chan i got you're one word wrong. for you about that, that? gillette gillette <laughs> guys it's like, it's like a scavenger hunt they need to put the pieces together <laughs> Well, can I well briefly explain? Gillette has become the battle cry now. Whenever you do something terrible, yeah, you just yeah. push over a child and yell Gillette. And that doesn't I mean still we don't I'm a better man. I'm a better man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like you. If someone's got a plate full of brownies in front of you, you smack them down on the Up ground the and then you yell. Oh, Gillette that's a good question. Gillette. Which do you do? Do you are you a slap downer or a slap upper? On oh. your... Slap downers can eat a dick because if you don't slap, if you slap up, you get a fun aerial reaction. If it's you like slap down, take. you're just being a dick. Uh, I do feel like it's easier to slap up because usually people aren't expecting not looking it. For it. Nope. Here, slap up comedy, slap down tragedy. Oh, oh. all right. Yeah, yeah I like that's. That. I mean, that's that's a villain thing to do is to smack down. So I feel like I smack down. Uh, Layeth the smacketh down. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's like comedy. You should always punch up and not down. Mm-hmm. So with comedy, slap the brownie tray in the air. Yeah. Yep. Guys, we're talking about Operation Dragonfire, episode five. By the way, my name is Ray Stacanis. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Belito. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. I don't even know if I said that. Guys, mm. it's a Friday night. This is part five of a miniseries. I think I can speak for the room. I hated all of this. We loved it. All oh, of this. I guess I can't speak for the room. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do another episode after this, and I hated that one, too. Guys, it's um, just yeah. all around. It's just... going to be on Patreon. It's uh, called Pawpaw Bears. Pawpaws yeah. or Pawpaw Bears. And I, I noted the fact that both Pawpaw Bears and uh, Operation Dragonfire Day 5 
lots of Native Americans. Yeah, I think no, it's no, no. Nice. You put you put air quotes around that when you say that because <laughs> uh, they're not a people to you, Chan. They're not. They're- not to the writers of these shows. Uh, Chan, Chan has a lot of opinions about spirit in this episode, and I don't you know, want to bury the lead. We will get to that, Chan. <laughs> and we will talk about which which portrayal of spirit is more offensive. Original series or this one. Yeah. But we'll get to it in time. But also, this one opens with another weird... I was like, oh, weird. Another weird, silent Yes, okay. Thing. So it started, and I literally wrote here, no VO again. What up? And uh, then all of a yeah. sudden, oh, scoops back after yeah. like 10 seconds of silence. And yeah. The, yeah, it's See, weird. Well, the first time it happened uh i think it was like episode three or something like that i was like okay you know what happened is um somehow uh a station got a feed and they screwed up and like didn't get the stereo signal or something like that and so like the information got lost and that was the only thing that was this particular person had ripped it off tv and then put it on uh internet fine whatever that's a thing that happens but this one what actually happened was they had X amount of dialogue, right? And they had X plus twenty five amount of uh, animation, yeah. And they did not care. Nope. They were just like, you know what? Okay, fine. Uh, it's too short. We'll just start fucking start fifteen late. seconds later. Start you know late, what, guys. You know what it reminded me of? I don't know if any of you have ever seen the uh, community episode uh, with the like days long pillow fight that they narrate like it's like a war movie mm-hmm. to steal photos. Like they'll be like on day two, Abed did this, and they're just showing like black and white like still photos to sort of parody war movies. Right. And the way they were just showing these pictures with just music under it was so weird. And I was like, oh, this is like, are they trying to do like a war documentary? <laughs> oh, my God. What it's, is happening? It's the thing at the Oscars where everyone's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're just playing in the memoriam. songs. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scoop comes in, and he has a handful of things to say. Apparently, like, this is the crazy thing to me about this narration, is Scoop is like, my friends in G.I. Joe. And I'm like, that has not actually been decided yet. Mm. You did commit treason. We haven't actually like uh, 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 dealt with that yet. Why don't you calm down with my friends and GI Joe? Even though I know no one's ever going to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which they pretty much like in this episode. At some point, he's like, "Hey, Sergeant Slaughter, here's some insider information." And Sergeant Slaughter's like, "Great, thanks." And I'm like, "Wait, the last time he saw him, what? Didn't he literally think he was a traitor?" Yeah. Well, no, Sergeant uh, Lowlight thought he was a traitor, and Sergeant Slaughter was like, "I'm not sure, but Lowlight might kill him, so it might not even be my problem but, anymore." But like, it was never, it was definitely never resolved. Like, it was definitely, definitely not yes. resolved. Like the last time, like Sergeant Slaughter was basically just like, "I think he's probably a traitor." Who the hell knows? Right. Who cares? And now he's like, and now uh, Scoop is like, hey, here's some insider info for you. And then he's like, great. Thanks, pal. And I'm like, yeah. yo, you're just going to believe yeah. that? Just intel? go ahead and put all these numbers <laughs> into this very delicate yes. machinery and hope that it works yeah. out. That none of us truly understand, might I add. And also never even say like. Like I would, I would suspend my disbelief if he was like, you know what, I wasn't sure about you, but now I am. Thanks for the info. But he's just like, hey, cool, thanks. And I think it's because he's been hit on the head and has poor short term memory. But that is a fact. We know, we've established that in the show. <laughs> a lot no, of he's uh, the new Duke. Yeah. He's oh the yeah. New Duke and with here, concussions. Here's the thing when. We started watching G.I. Joe all those many, many years ago. Uh-huh. What feels um, like an eternity ago, guys. It really <laughs> feels like an eternity. Uh, <laughs> I expected the show to be more like this because this shows a complete lack of respect for children 
and just like it, it, it assumes that they can't track anything. Things have to be repeated multiple times. A lot of them can. And some kids are real dumb. Sure, but you should be writing and sort of uh, let things be. And then they will figure it out, especially yeah. since they'll be watching it multiple I was times. Say, That's the whole yeah. point. They're going to watch each episode ten times anyway. I mean, even if they don't understand the first time, by the fifth they might get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with, I'm here's the deal. I'm 100 percent with that. And when we went back to rewatch the first GI Joes, I was also concerned because I hadn't watched them in a really long time. I thought they were still going to hold up as fun and a little smart. But yeah, seeing this is exactly all the worst fears of yeah, Joe yeah, realized. Yeah. Because they, on top of everything else, it's boring. Yes. They, they wrote this assuming <laughs> they wrote this assuming all their child viewers were tiny rays when they should have been writing right. it, assuming they were tiny genus. And, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: like, if you think that the the uh, double triple agent uh, plot line is too much for kids, don't fucking write it. Yeah, write yeah, exactly. something simpler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you're uh, uh, the one of the things that I always loved about Paul Heyman in uh, ECW is that he always booked to a wrestler's strengths. Yes, and if someone wasn't good at a thing, we just didn't see that see them do that thing. Uh, that's how you get over a professional wrestler. That's how you tell a story. And that's what is not happening. Yeah, he, he never put New Jack in a, uh, a Lucha Libre match <laughs> because yep. New Jack can't wrestle. God no. bless him. New Jack, great no. performer. New Jack falls off things but <laughs> and, is, and, and is legit scary human being. No Technical one in the room gets these there. references you're both making. <laughs> Every once in a while, we just got to <laughs> cross our fandoms a little bit just so... Uh, <laughs> People know we're real people. It's it's crazy we don't talk about more wrestling in here yeah, from the really 90s. Is. Are we? Is this, is this about that episode of Doctor Who, Ray? Are we talking about Doctor Who right now? Hey, Again, that would I'll, be a you and Gina I'll thing. I'll throw it out with it. Yeah. What? With the you and Gina thing? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying Gina. things. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, though. But the... the, the um, Oh. There, there are a series of references that are only going to be for two of the three of us. Oh, Doctor Who would be a U2 thing. It's always mm-hmm. Chan. Chan is always the comic. Is Chan the smartest Wait, of us? Wait, there's got to be a thing that we know about that... Uh, oh, no, because we could talk about growing up in a place that's cold. Oh, okay. Chan would not okay. have any understanding right. of that All whatsoever. Right. I lived in Salvage Washington shit. for 10 Salvage years. Shit. Here's the deal, Chan. You still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> this premise will still hold despite that. I lived in, and this is something that... Like, uh, I lived at the North Pole. It's going to be super fun, super fun, because I'll be able to tell my kid, like, I lived in Bellingham, uh, which is the northwesternmost city in the continental United States. Like oh. someone actually like that was a thing that they would tell people because there's very Their little else. Fame. It's that and there's a fucking paper <laughs> mill that makes everything smell like death most of the year. <laughs> uh, but the university was on top of a hill and it gets cold and freezes. And so there are times where I would have to I would have to walk to my job at the uh, movie theater. Three miles in the snow, with no shoes on. Uh, two Uphill miles, both ways. had shoes, was snowing. Okay. Uh, and the thing is, uh, in the winter. I would get to the bottom of that hill, and at times I would have to be on all fours to get up that hill because shit was straight ice all up the sidewalk, and like I didn't have—I mean, I didn't have chains. I couldn't afford like I don't know spikes or cleats or whatever for my for my shoes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have—I have no idea how to use them anyway. Because even though my mom worked at REI, I was like, I don't go outside. This is not. <laughs> 
This is not my place. I don't like being here. Oh, Jay, I wait, love REI. Your mom worked at REI, and you didn't even try to do appropriate footwear? Oh, no. if I, this if, feels like that's a you thing and it, not anybody. Yes. 100%. I am not saying that I was. <laughs> I made good thing. choices. That's a thing. I, I would have, if I knew someone who worked at REI, I would have so much REI equipment. Uh, well, I, I mean, it. here's the thing. We had our house was full of REI equipment, yes. so there was I had no desire to get anywhere near it. So, you know, you're like your your mom probably did like a thing, like macrame or like something that you no. hated. No, she brought home a, a school workbook because workbooks because my mom was a teacher, mm-hmm. and I did a different workbook every day, and she would give me gold stars. What is what? Because is I wasn't happening? in school yet; I was weird. too young to be that in is... school, and so so she oh. wanted me to be ahead of the curve. Oh. All right, so you guys, I, you guys, I loved it. I loved it. We have to talk about it. Part five of Operation Dragonfire. <laughs> I know y'all don't want to. I'm going to go ahead and push us forward. No, because... I was very excited to see to see Spirit back. Okay, so you got three Dragonfires. You... No, Freedom, Freedom, not Spirit, Freedom. Oh, freedom okay. okay, that makes sense. We have oh, four Dragonfires in the world. Uh, Cobra now owns three of them, and the most powerful one is the fourth. Which o- is already terrible planning. A- Why would you not go there first? What? Exactly, 100%. Well, because they probably thought if they got the other three, they could overpower the fourth. I get it. Or you get the most powerful one and don't worry about it. Yep. Well, I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna, if there's four kids and you're going to try and kidnap all of them. Like, okay, I'm still on board. Yeah, like you could get go the on. three small ones first, knowing that like the beefy kid, if you save for last, that kid's going to have no backup. But, but like you're also you, using the three kids you already kidnapped to take out the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're throwing the kids the at the fourth line. one in hopes of knocking yeah, him out. This, and then... this holds up because if you go for the if you go for the beefy kid first, mm-hmm. he's going to be like, "Oh, they're small kids, swarm, swarm." Please, Gina, they're called husky, <laughs> not beefy. Beefy is offensive, <laughs> and as a former husky American, why is beefy uh, offensive? Beef you know, as delicious. a current beefy American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. No, I'm straight pork now. That is, there is no question but, that I have. Ev- so, so you get that one second. Maybe they didn't know about that one because they were introduced to Dragonfire at this weird opening episode. I don't know. Sure, sure. The Here's map. The they found the map in the first one. So yeah. yeah. So they're at a place called Sorcerer's Mesa in yeah. the American Southwest. Yeah, I think, that's not a thing. Which is which is uh, a little weird. The Native Americans. It's like uh, Arizona or something. Is that where they are? I, I think New Mexico. Mexico I think they're super near racist, the border. Though, no Here's the deal. There's a giant wall there now. Uh, you <laughs> By the know time you hear this, maybe. Like oh they... no, there's not because we got the. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, we got the government going, and there's oh, no wall. Man, they're going to be listening to this 50 years from now when we have dictator overlords, and they're going to be like, what? Was there a town before the wall? Why is that woman speaking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, can, how, how come she doesn't have a bunch of dicks in her mouth and shooting out babies from a cooter? In the future, everyone has a southern accent. Also, I feel like in that, that future, is, they do. That is their understanding of uh, female biology. Is you, <laughs> you, you shoot your spunk into her mouth, and then the baby comes out the other hole. <laughs> Wait, that's wait. Hold on, guys. That's yeah, not. Don't worry. Don't worry about oh. it. Okay. Ray, don't worry about so, it. So we're at, we meet Spirit, and we find out there's a whole tribe of Native American elders, and Spirit is there. But I feel like they duped us because they showed freedom. Yeah. Like Spirit is like, hey, my eagle knows secrets. And no, then- what he said is, I'm sending him off like a PA to go fetch <laughs> to this coffee. old dude. No, is yeah. it weird that he has to go get Gandalf from the top of the t- of the prison tower? Like, what is he doing on that giant column other than waiting for the great eagles to save him? But I was bummed because we don't mm. get to see freedom ever again in this episode. No, he's gone. Don't show me freedom first and then 
and then no more freedom. Yeah. Yeah, I want my freedom. I feel like they they lured us in. Like they were like animals are going to be in this episode, and then they were like, "He's gone." Uh, when you say us, you mean you? <laughs> Pretty and much only you. Yeah, the royal yeah. us. Okay, no, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Um, so there's a great thing going on where we have a, a GI Joe base right next to this mesa. Now that's convenient. Oh. Although this GI Joe base looks like an old abandoned pueblo. Yeah, <laughs> of I feel like some they, did, I mean, they either have have bases literally everywhere. Yeah. Or, just, or this was like a pop-up shop. It's a bunch of like three clay houses that have no markings or anything to distinguish them as anything but abandoned clay houses. But this is apparently because we said so in G.I. Joe base. And Scoop tells Cobra because everybody apparently needs to only get marching orders from Scoop now. <laughs> you know, the Crimson Guardsman spy. <laughs> Yikes. He says, uh, should we, Cobra Commander says, should we attack the... Um, the, the, the Mesa, or should we attack the G.I. Joe base? Our plan is to get the Mesa. And Scoop says, I think you should attack the G.I. Joe base, which is not part of yeah. the plan. And then Cobra Commander's like, I'm listening to you, underling, which is super out of my character, and I've he never would done never do that. Yeah. Nope. That's exactly <laughs> what we'll do. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's the bit where, uh, like, let's hammer it home for the idiots. My luck must be changing. Fell for it. That's when, that's when Destro's like, uh, what? What did you just say? <laughs> uh, and he's I, like, uh, uh, nothing. And what? he's like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, fooled him again. And he's no, like, I'm sorry. What, what, what was did, that? What, yeah. You're definitely doing an aside. Yeah, I need to know yeah. what uh, what's the uh, No, no, no. Uh, uh, I was just saying, uh, what's for lunch today? Sounds believable. Yes, I'm such a good liar. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, uh, talking about lunch again. Oh, I could go for lunch. <laughs> We get a great scene with Lowlight here where he he, he uh, is dressed as a Night Viper still. Yeah. He gets a flying jetpack that he calls a piece of shit, basically. It's Cobra, so it's garbage. Despite the fact that these things have been working fine all episodes. Yeah, yeah. All series. And then he's just like, eh, everybody's probably dead anyway. I may as well go for what it's worth. And it's like, yeah. Lowlight, attitude matters. I, I love him. I wrote down, he, <laughs> I wrote down, this dude makes skin suits, which I think I brought up before. <laughs> but like, I do feel like he's like the type of guy that like wakes up one morning, the whole world has been destroyed, and he's like, doesn't look any different to me. No, 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 no. And he like shit, walks okay. by like a charred corpse. No, no, no. That's all Lowlight. New Lowlight is like a shitty improv guy. <laughs> who uh, whose only job oh, is no. to like hate on other improv teams but yeah, without yeah. be going good himself like he, his guys laughing our secrets to cobra we don't have much of a chance anyway i just hope i get our last crack at that trader before we all go down to a humiliating defeat humiliate when has low light ever been like oh we're gonna lose you guys and we're gonna be humiliated i do you know what this this to me reminds me of like i don't know if you've ever known those people who like finally go to therapy after a while and but it's like a crappy therapist and they get misdiagnosed and the therapist is like yeah this is your problem here be on these meds and then they're crazy in like a different way and you're like i don't think these are the right meds wait are you trying to apply low light <laughs> maybe needs therapy yeah. I think he went to one meeting with a therapist, and the therapist was like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to write you a prescription for, let's say, OCD? Yeah, yeah. Here you go. This will cure you. I'm going to leave this on the table. And then I'm just gonna back out of the room slowly yeah. and let you leave on your own. On your own yeah, time. this is someone you like. Hand them your uh, your script, and they're like, uh, uh, "Well, where do I st- start?" Jeez, uh, okay. Well, oh God, is this okay. Happy? Look, like this, the entire um, 
I don't. Uh, you know what? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Just and, go then and, you, and then it. you just tell them like, "Oh, I found a typo on page ten, and here's a joke yeah, pitch." Yeah, exactly. Uh, good good exactly. luck, buddy. Yep. Send it's it like, right to Chuck Lorre. Page one rewrite. <laughs> yeah. Like every page has like fourteen <laughs> notes that you want to, and you're just like, "There's no point. There's yeah, not. Yeah. You, there's so much." But yeah. then, but then, uh, spoiler alert! That person for the next three years will go. Ah, oh, so you really liked it, huh? <laughs> and you have to keep up that lie, and it will eat away at your soul. Oh, Chan, you'd like this because it's like that screenplay that you loved. <laughs> <laughs> Always yeah. comes up in stories. That's why I I absolutely have a a one hundred percent honesty policy. Not many people are going to come to me asking for notes because yeah. I mean. Look at this! Look at these eyebrows. These <laughs> these are not welcoming eyebrows. They're not telling you come and and uh, uh, let me shower support upon you. So when they do come in, I I, I pull out the hammer. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, because I, I don't want to have to deal with the. Uh, and then and then and then people got mad. <laughs> and then emailed me really shitty emails back. Uh, see, that's that is male privilege, and yeah. I'm happy to accept it. You guys, I get to say I get to say shitty things, <laughs> but you say you're like, "How dare you, woman? You yeah. should be quiet." And like, I used to get a lot of you just clearly didn't understand. It. <laughs> Send me all your scripts, guys, because in my current form, I love everything. <laughs> So, Wait, your current forum? Are you hatching into something? Well, a few lives ago, I was you guys, <laughs> yeah. and I hated and destroyed everything. Wait, what? I love everything. Put uh, me Gina, in Disneyland, and I'll Gina. read any script, and I'll be like, it's great. Needs more churros. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so we have, we have we've learned that Pythonized vehicles, which because it's still a thing, they don't show up on radar. Uh-huh. That's a new new plot point for episode five. Cool, I'm into that. Yeah, sure. Did we already I don't get know why. The, uh, did we get the Cobra Commander quote that I really love here? Uh, not yet, maybe, but okay. I don't know what quote that is. So, <laughs> maybe. Doing mercy would be a mistake! God, I love him it's so much. It's true. <laughs> so here's the deal. That's the one thing Doug Booth didn't necessarily screw up 100%. He's yep. still yep, the yep. greatest thing about this show. He, yep. he at least knows how to write for Cobra Commander, yeah, yeah, yeah. mostly. He was, like, he was like, I know they're outnumbered and we're going to win, but showing mercy would be a mistake. Yep. Yeah. Murder I everyone. Him. I love him. <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh, okay, so Scoop and Sarge, it, it reaches out to Sergeant Slaughter and says, I've been recording these codes. Uh, Allie Viper sees him on the screen. being Maybe he doesn't have the codes yet, but Allie Viper sees him talking to Sergeant Slaughter in a room by himself, which is already weird for communications. Like, isn't this shit monitored by literally anyone? Yeah, they, uh, yeah. you think. But also, this is when Sergeant Slaughter is just like, cool, you're back on our side, guy that was a spy one yeah. episode ago. Yes. I'm going to take those codes. I and, can trust you implicitly. assume they're not going to immediately blow everything up in the vicinity of me. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a risk, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is also what happens when you let Sergeant Slaughter be your tactician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these yeah. are, the, these yeah. are the chances you no. take when you yeah. put the wrong guy he in the is wrong. The brawn, not the brain. Yeah, he's like he's like, hey guys, Cobra Commander sent us a bunch of cookies. Yeah, which <laughs> I thought was really sweet. They're a weird <laughs> color and they smell kind of funny, but we should all eat them because he told me they're definitely not poisoned. Do these rags smell like ether to you? <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter does a lot of things very, very well. But there's a reason you have Duke, Flint, even Beachhead, <laughs> uh, General Hawk. There are people who should be telling you what the plan is. They should not be Sergeant Slaughter. Conspicuously absent yeah. from the series. <laughs> I mean, is it possible he killed all those other guys? That's it's why possible we haven't seen them? He was snuggling them and then rolled on top of them and crushed <laughs> them to death. Yeah, yes. he was like, pretty hair. You have such pretty hair crack. 
Oh, I broke another neck. Oh, no. I guess I'm in charge now. <laughs> uh, I hate this so much. Oh, what's that? Uh, they're fighting. Oh, I hate this. They're the, wrestling. I, the chair scene? Here is the, so- here is the sounds okay. of them. Uh, maximum physical exertion. It's every snake for himself. In G.I. Joe, it's different. People try to help people, not destroy them. And this is as the one's got him in a chokehold, and you know they're yeah. they're trying. Guys, that's an action scene that yeah. we just heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did like uh, the bit; like it was terrible, but I loved it when he takes the the bungee cord no. and throws it around the chair and whacks him from behind with no, it. No, it's not even that. It's something that's plugged in, and all he does is unplug it, and it somehow. Forms a knot. Forms a knot, <laughs> grabs onto a fan, yep. grabs a chair, and then mm-hmm. the chair smacks the guy unconscious, which also, oh. like, I'm pretty sure you could hurl a chair at a guy. And yeah, it AKA, would, it's not going to knock him unconscious. Let me ask, him in the torso. Gina, have you even been in a fight before? Because <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. You Here's just didn't understand my script where <laughs> the chair hits a guy in the yeah. chest and knocks him out From cold. now on, every fight that I get into, I'm going to unplug something <laughs> and assume I'm going to win. And if I get killed, I'm going to blame G.I. Joe. Ten <laughs> fights later, Gina, 10 and 0. Guys, I was wrong. <laughs> it worked ev- literally every time. <laughs> he literally gets Alley Viper. Who's supposed to be like super dope? Yeah, by yeah. just unplugging. Urban something. combat is his fucking that thing. That is his yeah. thing. This is literally where he excels. He unplugs something, and then Ali Viper immediately is down. And he ties him up with that same cord and like stuffs him in a in a closet, which I'm like, that's fun. He throws him into a locker that he then proceeds to drag around with him. That was Wait, weird. The entire that was, fucking yeah, because every, every room he goes into, Ali Viper is in that room in a locker. No, even though he I goes ass- to the other oh. side of the base, I assume uh, it was I'll, all the same room. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm uh, hopefully I'll uh, have these marked and uh, point out the other points where it shows up because there's a time where somehow the locker ended up in the back of a truck as they're moving it. <laughs> it's weird because it yeah. cuts to him being like, "Hey guys, let me out!" Yes. and then you see it like <laughs> shaking, right. and it's on a fucking <laughs> truck. Guys. So they transported like. <laughs> Nothing. Also, all sorts of stuff. And they're like, you know what? We should move this locker as well. It's heavy and kind of weird, but whatever. It must be really important. What's amazing is I know you're, everything you are saying is a hundred percent accurate and correct, and it never, it never seemed weird to me during the. Episode. I just never even registered. It's so insane that my brain yeah. never registered. I just yes. like, yep, that's what yes. happened. They moved the locker like without Viper like, in when it. When you can't process something, and so you like block it out of your memory. And the reason, and this is why I was complaining about the shit writing. Like it was for a plot point that a was unnecessary. Yes, and b well, is so convoluted to get to. It is. Here's the deal. It it leads to the low light scene later when he discovers that Scoop is not a traitor. And right. it, but it takes a lot of. It takes more work to get there than you really needed. No, you are you are not also, wrong. Also, like, why couldn't they just have him in the same room? Like, it doesn't. Did they need? to travel with him uh, well let's let's take the journey that is the meat of this episode which is the one scene that everything happens in right because we start off with attacking the joe base okay here we go guys you know like you get the roller coaster and you get that last hump before you do the big final descent this is it that scene with ali viper in that deep struggle <laughs> was uh-huh. was the was that last hump so it turns out the base is empty because duh and uh, do you have the, the sound poll for me here? Because you were talking about... I, I feel like nobody cared at this point. Like, they got four episodes in, and they were just like, 
well, if nobody else cares, why should we? Do you have the Yojo and Cobra chants that come from both sides simultaneously? That yes. should have been cool. Yes. Instead, we get... In the exact same way as the fucking fight. Yojo! I mean, guys, if you don't care, why should I? You know what this? You know what this reminds me of? When you're like on set and there are stand-ins, and you're like, okay, great. So like in this scene, stand-ins, you're excited, but like like stand-ins don't give a crap they about do not. anything. So someone comes in and they're like, it's like, yo, you guys, you're you're at a party. All right, we got to do this again because people in the back, you're at a party, and they're like, oh god. Am I gonna get my SAG card today? Am I gonna get a SAG voucher? <laughs> I've been I'm I'm in the middle of a book. Can we sit down again? When's lunch? And then like and then eventually the director's just like, I think that's the best we're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, and I think and tell me if I'm wrong, maybe we can hear it one more time. It's the same actors probably back to back doing both chants, yeah. probably <laughs> with no cut between them. Can we hear it one more time? Yo those are the same goddamn people. I think that's a bunch of office PAs. I'm not going to lie. I think, I think that's I think Doug that Booth like... four times. That's what I think that is. <laughs> like, you, uh, you, all you have to do as the voice director, like, you know that this is the rallying cry. If you know nothing else, if you just pulled in a random person from the street and, like, hey, uh, direct this uh, uh, animation uh, voiceover for us. You gotta look at this thing and at least, oh, okay, these people are headed into war. This is a battle cry. Okay, everybody, uh, be excited. Yeah. Be inspired. <laughs> Literally, Give me something. You could die today and you're psyching yourself up to go do the action anyway. Yeah. Cobra. Cobra. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Oh, yes. Cobra. When's lunch? No, that wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. Was yeah. Again. This is the fourth take where you've said when's lunch. I, you know I, what? I really want that taco truck. Guys, I think that's <laughs> the best not we're going to get. a taco truck today. It's my wife made a bunch of sandwiches. <laughs> not even, The yeah. crafty here is bullshit. G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Real American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe battle tank, batteries not included. G.I. Joe dragonfly copter and attack vehicle, each sold separately from Hasbro. Back to G.I. Joe. Okay, I have a very, very important question. I'm excited for this question. So these, like, python planes, what are they called? Python patrol. So they're infused with that python. Yes. So when one of them gets destroyed, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that destroying the python? It's destroying the essence of python. I hate this so much. I think the python's, like, destroyed already. No, because I I was led to believe, I was led to believe that at some point you can unpython these planes. I don't think they become a snake again, though. Uh, No, because that was, like, remember when they did it to, like, when they made Serpentor... Jub Jub, what was that thing? <laughs> no, name? his name was Jub Jub. Nope, that was correct. <laughs> nope, I'm not hearing any other answer. His name was Jub Jub. Yes, the the iguana thing. Yeah, Jub Jub, as we <laughs> know. Jub Jub the iguana. <laughs> and he was like, and and Cobra Commander is clearly like, it's not gonna last forever. At some point, you and Jub Jub will be separated again. No, but I think the iguana went his separate way at that point. That's what I'm saying. I thought 
Go your own way. I thought that this snake could be separated from the plane eventually and go back to his snake wife and his snake kids. I really feel like snake snake nine to five accounting job. Do you even like snakes? Yes. Okay. I do. I feel like like all creatures except anything that lives in Australia. Oh, ain't that the truth? Well, what if it if I said it was an Australian snake? No, fuck that snake. I hope it dies. Uh, I feel like when the Python Patrol plane goes down, like it separates out, and the the snake is there, but he's just like uh, no, like a shadow of his former self. No, I feel like he's this just is one like of those like oh, the shit. war really it's broken. Yeah, oh God, I hate this. Sitting and then, and in the then, corner, just staring at the wall. And then the plane crashes with the snake in it, and it dies. No, anyway. I hate this. <laughs> Sorry, I hate this. But I do feel like it's a Horcrux thing. Like they managed to separate the seven yeah. pieces of this Python soul. What if I wow. just said this plot point doesn't make a lot of sense? It's whatever they need it to be in the moment, and can don't just, worry about can it. Can you just tell me that they? Uh, I don't know. Before this scene happened, they yeah. separated out the Python. He went back to his Python. What thing. I can say is, Gina, Gina, Gina. I will say this. You know what really is going on here is Cobra Commander was like, I really got to do something to inspire these motherfuckers, and I don't know what's going on. I'll tell you what, what, you, get over here. I want you to paint a new design on the plane. I'm going to tell everybody that I fu- I have infused okay. them with the power of Python okay, good. and it's just going to be like a this. fucking coat of paint and they're going to the placebo effect okay. will be like oh yeah I'm invincible I'm like invisible this. motherfucker the placebo like effect this. cancels radar <laughs> I, That's I, a I powerful like effect. Like and feel- the pythons just went on their merry way. There's a little trap door. They popped them. They're like, boom, and dropped them off at home. Okay, uh, so this is like the disappearing pig trick from Willow that everyone has recently seen and loves as much as I do. Uh, I would go with the prestige. <laughs> where, uh, uh, you don't want to go with that. No, go with that. No, don't go like with that, Chan. For the snake. That's Underneath, there's just like yeah, hundreds of eight, jars eight, full of snakes de- and water. snakes? No, I hate that even more. Snakes with their neps, necks broken. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so the dragon fire is ready. We got the, all the Native Americans together. We used a, a hell... I mean, they do crawled up on this Gandalf tower and needed a helicopter to save him. I'm just going to say for an elder he doesn't think think things through very well that's all i'm gonna say nah. bless it all um we, uh, we, we did chanting and i we love i love uh uh lady J. is she gonna say something is she gonna, no she's just typing nope, she never there's says not a there's no woman speaking in this movie. i don't even know why they put her in there or in this in the series i think lady J gets like three lines it's not good and that's it I, like, um, I feel like at later at some point they're going to be like, oh, someone's noticed that like the women never speak. And then the writers are like, ah, we'll just put in that they had their voice boxes shot out. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Guys, <In> battle. <laughs> we got to talk. We, we've been holding off long enough. We got to talk about spirit because yeah. when spirit talks, this is a different voice actor. Yeah. And a different take on the character. And he's basically British. I think. Yeah. Here's the thing. At first, I was like, OK, it's <laughs> it's less racist because the, the 80s one, he was like, oh, the spirit of my ancestors. And yeah. now he's like, hello, chaps. Everyone's <laughs> doing fine. And I'm like, OK, less racist. And then I was like, or more. Or it's more. more racist, he's been colonized. Maybe. I don't and know. Now, the others are here to help you, but we can wait no longer. The chanting must begin. 
That is not That's spirit. That's a British man. That is a that British is... man. Wow. Yeah, I feel like the least racist thing would have been to cast an actual Native American to do this voice mm. and have him do his normal whatever his well, voice we is. We don't know the original voice of spirit was not a true Native American. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure we know that, right? I don't, I don't know that we know <laughs> that. I think we can look it up real easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, also, Russell Means got into some serious shit when he uh, did Pocahontas. Like he uh, basically he sold out uh, all his uh, native uh, brethren. Wait, and they what? Were I don't know this story. It. And if you're going to sell out, he was an actual out... native person who who did a voice in Pocahontas. Oh yeah, and yeah. They yeah were he was, mad? Like, he was like the mad? chief uh, because uh, Pocahontas is the Disney version of Pocahontas is not real. Not take real the good job though, yo. I mean, he did. He uh, should. I mean, otherwise, it's just going to go to some dumb white guy. Yeah, take that job. And he's gonna he's gonna make the character British. <laughs> I don't know. I, I at least like the fact that uh, somebody authentic got a check. Same. I mean, uh, also, I, I've never actually seen Pocahontas, so I don't know how I red do love it the is, songs, though. <laughs> I do love those songs. Um, okay, so there's a really weird scene where they're closing the bubble uh, around the mesa, and Sergeant Slaughter is is working like a, a pinwheel around the outside of the mesa to get up, and somehow he outruns planes that are coming straight. Chasing him, going in a straight line. Yeah, and, and the they, planes crash on the bubble, and he makes it, which is weird to me. Yeah, they're just they're just uh, flying right over him and uh, not shooting. I guess just hanging out. Like, uh, hey, we still see you. So you know, we've got we've got lasers. Uh, we could but, go in you know, there right uh, now yeah. with our planes. They yeah. can't. Planes be, are faster. They can't We're in the fly air. Towards a, yeah. they, they can't be expected to fly towards a bubble and shoot at the same time. They can weird. do either or. Also, how about this? We had the one moment where there are four dragon fires in the world, right? There's European dragon fire. There's uh, Asian dragon fire. Uh-huh. There's South American dragon fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's North American dragon fire. Mm-hmm. Where is the African dragon fire? And I have the answer to this question. It's, a, it's in Wakanda. Wait. Wakanda forever. They found it. They used it. They hit mm-hmm. it. Yep. They think there's only four. There are five dragonflies. Uh, Wait. So so that. is the idea they have one on every continent, but then there's two uh, it, like North and South America? Well, that's two continents, Gina. Yeah, but <laughs> but they don't but they're missing some continents. Well, Africa most notably, and that's it. You have Asia and Europe and then North Antarctica. and South America. Well, no, there's no Antarctica dragon fire. There's no people down there. What? This is Australia. Yeah, yeah but they but... didn't want to do it there because of the hideous beasts. Yeah, they yes. don't want Gina's rage about animals. Yeah. So they they uh, made a wise choice back in 1989. Honestly, uh... like this scans because uh, South America, jungles. Yeah. This is jungles. Okay, okay. Mm. Native Americans are known for their magic. I think we can mm-hmm. all agree they're chanting and magic. Yeah, you know, all yeah. those you know. Native American sorcerers. Yeah. Sorcerer's Mesa, named by the Native American. Again, again, I've never seen Pocahontas, so this probably is how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they're sorcerers. Yeah, he he plays Merlin, the Native American, who pulls the sword. (laughs) My cat, my cat's Native American, and Mm -hmm. obviously, people in Asia known for mystical arts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm yeah. And then Europe, you know, they do whatever. They got you know real baguettes. Baguettes and that those are magic. Yeah, so yeah, that's fine. They built that that dragon fire out of bread. Gina, what do you know about Europe? Baguettes. <laughs> All right then. Thank you for your input. Uh, and cheese. And cheese. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. everything there is to know. So all the magic. Yeah, yeah. So here's the story now. As we continue this this cavalcade of sadness, um, 
uh, Destor and Cobra Commander uh, wire the three dragon fires they own to shoot into the satellite to shoot down at the bubble because they're like the power of these three combined should be able to crack the bubble. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, yeah, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. It the bubble holds. At which point, Sergeant Slaughter says maybe one of the most un- unpleasant, uh, regrettable things I think he's ever said in the history of GI Joe. It, Chan, if you maga, would. we beat the snakes up. Yeah, that's 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 not the best. That's not that's not. We grab their tiny wieners and beat them off. Uh, I'm not happy about that line. I feel like because here's the thing, uh, Doug Booth is a dude who had uh, been uh, writing uh, cartoon sh- episodes since the late '70s. I'm sure he's, he's done, done way better work hundreds. than this. Yes. Uh, so he knows what he's doing. Yes, uh, more than likely, like he submitted good stuff, and Deke was like, uh, "Yeah, well." No, no, scratch, scratch, scratch. Uh, also, we only have $400 to make this thing. So, yeah. uh, but uh, the only thing we liked was that triple, quadruple agent scoop thing. So, <laughs> just do that for five episodes. Uh, I feel like he deliberately slipped that one in and was just <laughs> snickering as, as his check bounced the second time. Like, <laughs> at least I got that snake beat off joke in yeah, there i would i mean here's the deal like i think we've been pretty mean to doug booth over the course of these five episodes and for a reason but at the same time i'd love to i'd love to talk to him i, I don't even yeah, know if he's I'm sure that's likely now probably not <laughs> but i would love to just hear him explain what this process was because he might agree with us on a lot of this stuff because mm-hmm. i can't, i don't believe for a second doug booth is is not a smart man I don't believe for a second he's a bad writer. I just think that clearly something didn't happen here. Oh, <laughs> I'm just can happen to anybody. I'm just looking at his IMDb and I'm like, yeah, he's been working since the seventies. Like, oh, his last thing was in two thousand six. I Uh-oh. think he may be dead. Oh no! Well, we're he will, terrible he will never answer for his crimes. We're terrible people. God, here's the deal, Doug Booth. I want here's the deal. I want to remember Doug Booth better than this. Um, even well, though I think don't you, talk to him now. He'll be he'll raise from the dead. Guys, I brought an Ouija board with me. This is what I'm getting to. These electronic <laughs> signals will call him forth from the grave, and then we'll be haunted forever. Don't you know how these things work? Yeah, but that's what I want. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. New Destro plan, and this is the plan I think they should have started with. Let's just blow up the mesa that's not covered in dragon fire. Yeah. Also, also, it seems like a terrible plan to put this on top of a really steep, really skinny mountain, by the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Here's the deal. Why you need a dragon fire here? Because somebody went out of their way to put it here? Just put it on the ground. Just put it on the ground. It's so confusing what dragon fire actually is. Also, at this point, I became concerned that Alley Viper was going to die in that locker. Sure. And then Scoop was going to, like, find him days later for having forgotten about him. And it's going to drive him back to the dark side. Like, he's going to be racked with guilt. Well, he should be racked with guilt. He's a <gasps> terrible person. <coughs> we, killed, we killed Chan. Holy shit. Chan? Uh, what I did w- you just find out? I went Wikipedia-ing-ing. Douglas Allen Booth is an Anglo-American television producer. Writer, cartoonist, co-wrote Scooby-Doo, sure. and aristocrat, who upon <laughs> his father's death in 1960, succeeded to the Booth Baronetcy of Allerton Beaches, UK. What the hell? What? He is a, f- I'm pretty sure he's a baron, like an old school British baron. Well, Are that we makes sure this sense. Is the same Doug Booth? 
Yeah, yeah, because like in the when it lists his career, it lists all of his stuff, including both GI Joes. Are you sure it says aristocrat and not aristocat? Uh, hold could, on. Is he I'm, an aristocat? I'm this looking is... at a picture of him now, and he is a cartoon cat. Yeah, that is that is my that mistake. I'm sorry. That was well. It makes sense that he's a baron since these episodes have been barren of good content. Oh, uh, what up? Uh, what up? I, I thought it was what gonna go to a baroness happened? place. No, no. Uh, I, just... I yeah, I, yeah. I no. thought it was gonna be a. Uh, uh, I'm happy with my work. Can't then. have a baby joke. I just, <laughs> I don't I'm, 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 guys, I'm pleased. I don't know. Is he is he still with us? Yes, he's sixty nine years old. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got. Well, if we can, if we can get through his royal guard, we have to talk to him. <laughs> oh, okay. Sixty nine seems young. Oh no, it doesn't. I guess Never not. Mind. If he became a baron, at like you know. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sixty nine sounds and, fun. Yeah. Uh, Nice. Living that 69 retired life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Scoop gets the free. I got to get through this. Scoop gets the frequency uh, to save everybody. Now, he wait, gets two frequencies, wait. and it's really unclear like how this even goes about, because he only gives Sergeant Slaughter one of the frequencies. Wait. Can I just say Copperhead is an idiot? Copperhead is a dope. <sighs> I am because, very because unhappy. Scoop is literally like, hey, what are those coordinates? And Copperhead. Yeah. What frequency are you using to transmit the dragon fire to Python Patrol? Whoa. That's a normal question you would ask yeah, a person, yeah, Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> if someone came up to me and said that, I would be like, oh, hang on. Let me, I'll get it for you right now. Gone! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair now, uh, uh, Copper. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he says that and does that. And uh, he, to his credit, and we use quotes around that. Yeah. Uh, he's like, why? No, he asks why. After he gives them to him. The fucking answer made me so angry. <laughs> no reason. I just love to see the flashing numbers on the screen. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Doug Booth and your goddamn baronetcy. <laughs> I, oh. And then Copperhead isn't like, uh, that's He's weird. Like, He's just like, yeah, checks out. Based on and what I know about you, Scoop, yep. We all like flashing numbers. High five. <laughs> And then they literally high five. It's weird. <laughs> they don't literally, but they should. They should. Yeah, why, go for why it at is that point. Copperhead, all of a sudden, an, an idiot. Guys, now, now let's let's hypothesize yes. here. Maybe Copperhead, in that instance, was like, "Oh shit, this guy's a double agent. Do I care? <laughs> really going to be any any? Well, let's see. I don't really care about this plan." If it succeeds, it's going to be a whole lot of paperwork for me. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to give him the frequencies. I'm sure he's going to send them back to Sergeant Slaughter. We're going to lose. But then my my benefits stay the same. No one knows that I, I did it. Yeah. Is Copperhead going to face any blowback for this at all? No. Yeah, I think he calculated all of this in like a millisecond and then was like, all right, I'll give you those. I'll well, give you the coordinates. I don't care. It's like when someone it's like when someone tells you a lie that is so transparently a lie, mm-hmm. but you just don't give a shit. Yeah. And so you just be like, yeah, sure, you're Santa Claus. I'll go about my day, person I don't care about. Uh-huh. And that's uh-huh. exactly what Copperhead was doing here. Obviously, that's an absolutely unacceptable response yeah. mm-hmm. to that question. And Copperhead is like, eh. Yeah, like when my Lyft driver the other night was like, oh, what do you think of all of these homeless tents? Huh? And I was like, oh, God. And then I said, uh, I think the city's working on it. Because I didn't want to get into that. I didn't want to be like, well, you know, they're real people, buddy, and blah, 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 blah. So I was just like, 
uh, non-committal answer that gets me out of your lift as fast as possible. <laughs> You've had a really good run of lift drivers lately. I mean, I say? they they are chatty chatty gentlemen when it comes to ladies yeah. in their car. And, uh, uh, that was actually the same one that kept asking me oh. if I was in a relationship. Right, I come to think of it, yeah. and asking me, "Oh, you don't want to have kids?" <sighs> when I when I was like, "No, I'm not in a relationship," and he was like, "Well, how old are you?" Oh. Nope, nope, nope. Quality, no. quality lift driver. That, one but then star. he was like, "How can a woman like you not be in a relationship?" Like nine times, and then he was like, "What do you think of these homeless encampments?" <laughs> like, sir, you're growing on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your small talk is simply divine. <laughs> uh, this isn't working. Let's try a new tack. <laughs> Jews, we all hate them, right? Sir, <laughs> you should teach a class on banter in a car service. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got a new plan, third new plan from Destro now in the course of about yeah. three minutes. And I hate this too. It doesn't make any. I mean, like, not Cobra that Commander's any of it makes like, sense. ah, this is failing. He's like, but I've got a plan. Yeah. Ah, this is failing. But I've got a backup plan. Ah, I've got. Just... See, he shoots dragon fire at the Python Patrol vehicles and gives them a dragon fire shield. At which point we're introduced to two new Joes just randomly at the end of Act 3 of Episode 5 of the miniseries. Wait, and I swear to God, he, downtown, and I swear to God, he said backflip. <laughs> it could have been backwash, <laughs> Wait, back who, rub. I, I don't remember, remember his, these guys. Yeah, because they're, 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 their whole job is to come in and shoot <laughs> missiles at the Python Patrol vehicles that don't work. The missiles bounce off the Dragonfire oh, shields. Were these the two like gen- really generic looking guys that looked identical? Funny thing, Gina. They're going to be main characters of the real series. Oh, no. This well, is how we get introduced to them. No, I guess they were like, who are the two guys that I always got confused? One had like a green helmet uh, and one Tomax had a and Zaymont. helmet. No, <laughs> like two of the Joes. Oh, uh, you're talking about a Clutch and Breaker. That's that who th- sounds sounds like names. Those are the two people. Yes. Like uh, oh yeah. Uh, I wrote backslash. Backslash. Father. Backflip. Downtown. Oh, his I name heard is backflip. fucking backflip. Is it backflip? I I, I guess. wrote that halfway <laughs> thinking I was totally wrong. Uh, what a, what a place to introduce two new characters here but in wait, the finale. If you're gonna name a guy backflip and we're not gonna see him a backflip, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow up your cartoon headquarters. Just two generic looking Joes <laughs> that shoot missiles backflip in downtown. I don't I downtown don't downtown Julie Brown. Why not? And we also get introduced to two new vehicles, the armadillos and the lynxes. Cool. I'm, I'm again on board with those. Just. Gosh, we're running out of time. Let's just throw everything we were supposed to put in and didn't get to uh-huh, here in the final uh-huh. scene of the episode. So at least we hit our contractual obligations. I feel like a lot of this is like free association from like the guy that comes in and cleans the offices at night. Like <laughs> they're like, hey, Steve, how's your night going? What's an animal? <laughs> and he's just like, uh, horse, Labrador. Maybe uh, they just put Sergeant Slaughter in a booth with like a half bottle of tequila and just had him just shout random things and they're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, cool. Backflip. Yeah, keep it coming, Sarge. That's uh, how f- they do it on Rick and Morty. It's true. <laughs> I found it. I found the yes. dude's actual name. One more time so we can hear it. Uh-huh. Yes. Backflip. Backlash. Backflash? Backblast. Backblast, Back ladies and blast. gentlemen. Back okay, blast. I guess that's that's no, kind of a that's G.I. Terrible. Joe name. No, that's kind no, of G.I. Joey. It's a terrible G.I. Joe name. That Snow Job is a better G.I. Joe name than back back backslash backwash. What the? F- <laughs> I already forgot what it was. Backblast. Okay, great. But I will be calling him backslash from now on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah. Would. Um, so here's uh, the deal. We now need the frequency. 
thankfully, Scoop is right there. Uh, he, he hits up the Python Televiper now and gets a second set of codes. And I'm like, this is a little redundant, isn't it? Like, the first codes were just for one, uh, and then the second one are for, like, the, the three together. It was just... it It's just... You, you have all the codes, Scoop. Just do what you got to do. Yeah, and it's irritating because there's a whole bit where spirits are like, uh, oh, we don't have the codes. I fear we are lost. But they've already uh, told us that uh, fucking Scoop has them. So, like, there's zero stakes here. Zero. Like, they're trying to, like, ramp up stakes, but you already took them away. So why are you fucking bothering? All of this is extraneous and pointless dialogue. Not, not just that, Chan. When did G.I. Joe build a device to run the Dragonfire? I don't believe we've even established that during the course of any of this. Mm. Cobra had devices for the Dragonfire because they magically did. And now in the final episode, G.I. Joe has the same device. Uh, and they built their own uh, things to get through the shield. Yeah. And built them into fucking Kachina dolls. Yes. That was weird, too. Ooh. Yeah, um, I didn't understand any of that. So, Televiper <laughs> has been stubbed in Alley Viper's um, closet, which, you're right, has been tracked across the three Cobra carrying bases. around the fucking locker. It's so bizarre. Because, yeah, now that you mention it, why was Alley Viper in this other room in another part of the base? Why was any of this happening? The reason oh, is so boy. that uh, fucking... Lowlight can open the door and two will fall out. Right. But you only need the one. You really don't. Well, because they need to square off 2v2. For 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 reasons I can't. He could have knocked out two fucking televipers in that room. One of them could have been Alley Viper. And not only that, would have been more heroic. <laughs> also, this is my worst nightmare. Being tied up in a locker in close quarters with another uh, person. <laughs> honest, I Not call the that. being tied up part. <laughs> being in there with another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to be tied up by myself so I can think. I like to call that my and 20s. Fart. <laughs> yeah. You just want to fart. Listen, oh, I'm going to gonna fart fair. no matter what. Just shaking the locker. <laughs> um, we call that a locker shaking fart. So, guys, look, we have the scene that this literally, this convoluted mess has been building up to, which is low light, says, Scoop, you're a traitor. I'm about to kill you. He hears voices from the locker saying, Scoop, put us in here. Let us out. He lets them out and sees that they are cobras and goes, oh, if Scoop put cobras in here, he must actually be on our side. And it's such a quick flip. The, it just uh, it just irritates. The big me. thing I got out of all of this is Televiper's got some moves. Like that dude mm. could fight. He was doing some karate stuff <laughs> for being a computer nerd. Maybe the Python Patrol. Now, also, why are you shooting Python Patrol at your Televipers? Uh, I would also going to start there. Like uh, these are not these are not frontline soldiers. Yeah, no, that's what makes me think it's definitely you know like <laughs> yes. Now you have the power of the Vipers. Just use the turtle shell color and just put it on them. And <laughs> now you can yes. type ninety words a minute, <laughs> and you have karate powers. Okay, snakes. No karate. Yes, that's a thing now. Guy, we've watched a lot of episodes of G.I. Joe. Hundreds. Has there ever been a single instance of a televiper getting over on anyone in a physical manner? <laughs> ever. Period. No. no. Mm. Just, guys, just don't waste, don't waste your time. Don't Commander. fitness shame them. They're not even in bad shape. They just can't fight. <laughs> Televipers are, are IT dudes. They're IT dudes. Like, it's the... It's the what is it the uh, the IT uh, crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those guys with with goggles that say words across them that they are thinking. 
Of course those guys get their asses oh, kicked I miss every those. time. I miss those. But also... Yeah, those are great. Also, I feel like old low light would have come in, let these dudes out of the locker, been like, well, okay, so he's over there, and then these two guys are in the locker, so nah, you know what? I'm just going to kill all three of you and yeah, sort it out 100%. later. Yeah, 100%. I feel that's what low light yeah. would do. Like, yeah, I, And then like later on, he would be like, oh, so maybe he was like, a, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> he was not going to let them out. He's going to open up and see two Cobras and be like, Real quick, toss a grenade in there, shut the door, walk yeah. over, and... And slit the other dude's guys, throat. Yes. We, we, slit Scoop's throat. We missed the epilogue of some, like, downbeat bar down, like, down the dirty south that, like, three people are in. It's in podunk nowhere. Copperhead and low light end up at the same bar, drinking heavily together, and both just look at each other, realize who they are, and both just be like... I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then just drink more. That's if that was the epilogue to this, it would have made the whole thing worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, uh low light has a pit where he buries people that he like <laughs> killed on missions that he wasn't supposed to kill. He just shoves them in his duffel bag and brings them yeah, home and from like, leave. And, but like brings them to like his mud pit oh my that God. he knows like he's like Norman Bates. And just pushes them into the mud pit. And he's like, all right, two more for the pit. And like, oh no God. one is ever going to be the wiser. And then he's going to be like 80 years old. Some young reporter is going to find him and is going to be like, tell me the story of when you were in G.I. Joe. And he's going to be like, tell you what, I killed 964 men that I wasn't supposed to kill in G.I. Joe. And then the reporter is going to be like, what? I stumbled upon a huge story. And then over the next like two days, he's going to low light is going to tell this reporter his story. And then the reporter is going to be like, "This, this is incredible. I mean, you're you're an old man, but you're probably going to be prosecuted." And the guy's going to be, and Lola Light's going to be like, "I'm not, because you know what? My mud pit's going to get one more person." <laughs> and then the guy's going to be like, "Why did you bother telling me the story?" And Lola Light's going to be like, "Sometimes it just feels good to talk." <laughs> Knife in the side of his temple. Into the mud. You know, pit. they made that movie with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. that, that's Mr. Frost. You know, Mr. Frost. No. It's a, it's a very very culty uh, Jeff Goldblum film where he is literally inviting a, a guy to his house to tell his story to, and he's a serial killer with people buried everywhere, and he just tells the story and the and the uh, and it's about the reporter being like, "What the fuck do I do right now? Yeah, yeah. I know how this is going to end," and it's actually a really cool movie. The low light story. Is, yeah, it's yeah. In, we'll call in the low light story. That's when, if you're ever in that situation, you have to say like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear this story real quick. I had some bad food. I got to go poop for a while. And then you go poop and and like escape out the window. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to bother a guy who's pooping. Yeah, I feel like it buys you at least like two minutes before he's like, wait a minute. And many <laughs> bathrooms have windows. That's true. Mm-hmm. So guys, this is the point of the episode where it starts getting real confusing. <laughs> And that is honest to God saying something. Um, so G.I. <laughs> Joe, the G.I. Joe Dragon Force, they have the codes now. So that means G.I. Joe now, despite the fact it's been a plot point this whole episode, that G.I. Joe does not know how to turn their dragon fire into a weapon. G.I. Joe turns their dragon fire into a weapon because they have Cobra's codes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At which point they use their dragon fire to reflect three cobra dragon fires back into space to shoot back individually at those three cobra bases of dragon fire mm-hmm. and blow them all up simultaneously. Yep, 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 yep. And you guys said that they were playing down to kids' intelligence. <laughs> but this is practically unintelligible. Any kid who could figure this out belongs in the space program. Um, I just wrote, like, 
I can't believe this is the point where I just I have no idea what's happening anymore. I guess we just needed to end. We got 90 seconds. We've seen that in a few G.I. Joe episodes. But what I want to know is what happens to this dragon fire? Is it now destroyed in those other places? I mean, it's buried in rubble. In three of the four places. But I mean, like, because there are still, like, dudes living at each place, like, protecting it. Yeah, not but anymore. I, I thought it, like, neutralized it. Well, Cobra took them over, so those people, those those keepers don't live there anymore. No, they no, got at the end out. when they take that picture, those monks are still there. The, uh, that's a great question. No, maybe the monks escaped. And then went back? And then they took a picture outside the room. Listen, Gina, there's a lot of questions this, this episode asks that I do not have the answers But don't for. they say, like, they'll probably come back at some point? And I was like, oh, wait, so has it been neutralized? Because at this point, just fucking neutralize it. Uh, well, that's well, the no, thing. no, the, the Cobra will be back in the general sense. Oh, I thought they meant, like, back for this dragon fire but, that they yeah, now know no. exactly how to use, no, which, look, we didn't, which we did or didn't Look, neutralize. the motherfuckers had the... They didn't lose the... Uh, blueprints for a goddamn weather dominator but they tried it once it didn't work and we move on we try yeah. the dragon fire and you know That's like uh, it's uh, not star wars gina they don't build the same death star over and over and over <laughs> again i mean i do feel like at some point new management should come in and be like what was the problem with this one like oh it like really really almost worked but this one thing went wrong okay cool let's do it again and not do that one thing or let's do all three of these at the same time let's do weather dominator Pyramid uh, uh, of Darkness? My Pyramid God. of Darkness. Are you then... the collected DNA of all the geniuses <laughs> in the world? No, I I, I just, I'm management. I yeah, went to yeah. business he school. Be like, and... I mean, logically, they don't have enough men to thwart three plots at once. Make a whole bunch of uh, potato chip bubblegum people. Just throw, <laughs> like, have them attack their base while they're doing that. Put the weather dominator in, in there. Do the Pyramid of Darkness. They can't focus on all three at once. Surely one of them is going to work. Just get a bunch of temps for the day to run all these evil schemes, and we're good. <laughs> you know, the problem is the only – they're going to – G.I. Joe will thwart every plan, except for that one where Cobra Commander tried to uh, laser beam his face onto the moon. That'll be the one that gets through, <sighs> and it'll be like, well, shit. <laughs> I mean, of all the of all the evil plans, I'd be like, all right, well, I mean – it's not really. I got it's something. Not really changing too much. I guess the tides might be weird for a little while. Maybe periods <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. How, I don't know what tides affect other than ladies' periods. <laughs> um, so the, another point that I just want to bring up is uh, Cobra Commander screams for the retreat, um, which is cool um, is because all three Dragonfire bases in other continents has been destroyed. Somehow, when the retreat call is made, Alley Viper and Televiper, who are Nowhere near anywhere anything is actually happening. Hear it. The one time in this series that G.I. Joe rule number one actually applies, <laughs> where anybody can hear anything anyone says at any given time. They get the retreat thing somehow and run away. And then Lowlight uh, 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 chucks the shield, which I thought was cool, at Alley Viper. I thought it was going to sever his spine. I was hopeful, but it didn't. Uh, and then we get a montage. That's so weird. We get a montage of... Again, the weird, like, still photography war <laughs> documentary <laughs> thing. And then G.I. Joe wins the battles of the Earth, but they'll be... Like, they're trying to set up the series. Uh, and it's, it's just... So it's weird. so weird. And also, why is it... St I don't understand why Scoop is still the one that's doing it. Yeah. And then um, uh, my favorite is... Did they you think know... Yeah that the character Scoop is based on. Real person. Ice cream. Uh, dude's name is, uh, I think, Michael Leonard. What is... Yeah, Michael Leonard. Um, he was a journalist. He used to do feature stories for the Today Show. Okay. That's all. 
Just like, and uh, then he like became a, a badass soldier. When you think, yeah, when you think of like uh, that, that guy know. from the Today Show, Joint Cobra. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After they destroyed his family home, but not necessarily his family. We still don't know. Don't know what happened to them. No, They're probably fine and probably got the insurance money and rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry yeah. about that. And they were probably like, you know what, son? Like, you don't need to join a terrorist organization. We're all fine. The house was insured. In fact, we didn't even really keep belongings there because it was our vacation house. So, I mean, I think the real problem is that uh, house burned down. They got the insurance money, and they were like, "If we don't tell him, we can just move." <laughs> this bullshit anymore. So, really, we should be mad at his parents. Yeah, yeah. Who uh-huh. like, like, oh my god, they died, and then like some neighbors like. No, they yeah. they moved to Florida. They left the Florida yeah. address. They keep did they not tell you of them taking samba lessons? <laughs> I'm with you on that too. I think the parents actually set that fire themselves, and then when asked about it, they were like, "GI Joe did it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Give me my money." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think that what really encapsulates this entire five part miniseries, the final picture is the Joe team hanging out with a bunch of the monks mm-hmm. who are still alive. And the picture they take is out of focus. <laughs> and Scoop isn't in it. And Scoop, I assume, is the it. one taking the picture, and he fucks it up. Yeah. And I think that just uh, encapsulates all of Operation Dragon Fire in, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You guys, five parts, Operation Dragon Fire, what do we think? Couldn't tell you what happened in any of those episodes. It's yeah. already been scrubbed from my brain. Yeah, you remember there was freedom. That's all you need to remember. Freedom and ape warriors. Oh, yeah. Ape Warriors. Oh yeah, eight warriors. It actually, like, for a little while there, it was getting uh, tolerable. In the middle was okay. (laughs) I would say episodes two and three, not bad. They were weird, but they at least like kept kept tethering to reality and kept the story going. Uh, uh, Episode four, everything got bonkers, bananas, and then episode five, they just didn't know what to do, and so they just went crazy town. Just drizzling shits and that's operation Dragonfire, everybody thank you so much for listening to the show today um uh gina do you have a a, a chan you guys have any shows you want to plug because i want to talk about uh, patreon for a second but i need a second to get my poop together uh I, don't know. I feel like if you go to the pack theater pretty much any night either chan or i will be there that's a fact <laughs> doing something i either directed a show there or Chan's doing a sketch show there, or doing tech there, or yeah, sometimes something. you see uh, see our kid. You yeah, get thrown yeah. out of a balcony. Yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, every once in a while. Uh-huh. Um, I uh-huh. want to talk about Patreon real quick. Uh, uh, www. Do these people still do that? Www. Yeah, sure, Ray. Do they old still people do still do that? Sure, sure. www.patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Uh, I just want to take a chance to uh, uh, take a moment to spotlight our, our patrons on Patreon and, and give them a little shout out on the show. Wait, I just found out that like uh, there's like MRA dudes that make like three hundred thousand dollars a year. On Patreon, did you not know talking about what turds they are? Did you and doing you turd understand stuff. how much the uh, MRA website makes off of Patreon? Why do they have so much? Why do these turd guys have so much disposable income? Because to... they don't they don't have wives or girlfriends. I don't know. It seems like <laughs> that has everything. It seems, to seems do weird. It. Seems weird. Well, I'd like to highlight some people that are not turds. Yay! Um, I'd like to a quick shout out to all of our Patreon uh, uh, subscribers. Uh, if you want to join up and be part of the club and get access to about 50 plus bonus episodes of this show, 
uh, and lots of everything, basically. Uh, anything you'd really want. Uh, you can make <laughs> suggestions on what cartoons we do. It's a good time for all. We're doing a Discord chat, or by the time you hear this, we've done a Discord chat. We do it once a month. Uh, where I get on, sometimes Chan and he, and he gets on the Discord. And he's like, I don't get this thing. What's at- a Discord chat? Yeah, it's it's a it's a chat room program. How come you never invite me to? Gina, do it? you've been invited to literally every single one of these. I don't remember. And you have never bothered to figure out what Discord is because you ask that question every <laughs> single time I invite you. Where am I? <laughs> uh, our, our our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we got Brian Rapp, the uh, the G. We got uh, Shane A. Abel. Yay. We've got Dave the Usher, Yay. Alan Brandt, Jeff Davidson. Yay. Uh, Channing uh, Sherman, uh, Channing friend of the Tatum. show. Channing Tatum is not on the list, but uh, C.S. Sherman is a good guy. Uh, T.J. Bronson, Andy Costello, the name I can never pronounce, but uh, Akake Acasio. I it got you. Got to uh, please Alexandria send me Alexandria Cortez. I, she is. She is also on there. Uh, Eve Esquire, uh, who's been on the show, is fantastic. Uh, uh, Kira Gavin. Uh, uh, let's see. Gray Code. Tim Blake, uh, who's a G. Love Tim Blake. Uh, Tim, if you're hearing this. Please get me that copy of Kingdom Hearts 3 that I keep asking you for. Oh, my God. I love King, I can't wait uh, for Kingdom Hearts Michael Jacobs, who's awesome, and then Michael Albansilco. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out because I appreciate each and every one of those folks. And uh, thank you so much for being a part of the Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you in the Super Secret Vault. Twenty bucks a month you could start uh, giving us suggestions, and we will do shows that you want us to do. For example, Paw Paws. Oh. Which is going to be the newest oh. show by the time you hear this in the Who Patreon. Who suggested that? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Who suggested it? Um, I got to go back. Uh, yeah, well, Michael Albanzalco. Find we'll, we'll find out when we do the episode. Uh, I'll say for the record, it was Shane A. Abel. Shane A. Abel suggested it. He gave me a list of like five cartoons he wanted to do, and then Paw Paws was the last one. I said, "Well, if yeah. as soon as you put Paw Paws on the list, that's what we're doing." So, well, yeah, he enjoys torturing <laughs> us. I mean, who doesn't really? <laughs> There is a lot of torture. In That's that. true. If you join Patreon, you can torture us as much as you want. It really is a thing that happens <laughs> a lot. Uh, but thank you so much, you guys, for being a part of it. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, thanks for listening anyway. Um, also, if you want to give us five stars uh, on iTunes, that's a fun thing to do. We got to look. We got to look and see if there's now. new ones. We are at 49 reviews right now. What? One more puts us at 50. We will read it on the air. We guys, be number 50. We got to get to 69 and then not have any more. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what that, but yes, that's when the world ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you're number 50, we'll read it on the air special. So oh. I'll say that right now. Please be that person. Maybe you're already, maybe you've already done it and th- now you're doing a victory lap while you hear this because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Uh, you can hit us up facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. I just talked about Patreon. On Twitter, uh, it is at GI Joe Podcast uh, for our Twitter page, very active. Or we have at Prez Serpentor with a Z uh, in an alternate 2016. President uh, Serpentor, the Cobra Emperor, was elected president of the United States. And wouldn't you know it, his newest catchphrase is if you build the terror drome, it will not be an error drome. Oh, God. That's a that's a pretty clever rhyme. Pretty pretty clever. He's a clever guy. How's he How's he doing now, though? I heard there's a lot of people surrounding him that have been uh, getting indicted. Well, being as he was in Cobra for as long as he had been, allegedly, he's used to people getting taken in by authorities. Okay, all right. I would think that's really no big deal. All right. Uh, what about that one weird guy though that had a, a Prez Serpentor tattoo in the middle of his back? Well, you know that can happen. <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> 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 Real world, you guys. <laughs> uh, but you can hit me up individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And pulling back the curtain, we're going to record Paw Paws now. Paw Paw! Paw Paws, a show we are going to have something to say about. Oh. Will, will we? But guys, here's the deal. On a, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 
How excited are you to be doing Series 2 G.I. Joe knowing that this is the this is the precedent that has been set in Operation Dragonfire? I think it's going to get better. I think it gets better. Oh, poor Gina. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would give it a... <laughs> Good night, everybody! the host of breakfast with brent pope you've seen me on some of your favorite tv shows saying things like give it up jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win or i wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics on breakfast with brent pope i sit down with guests from the entertainment world working actors comedians writers stunt people you get it and we do it all over breakfast or should i say breakfast every week is a new episode of breakfast and here's what you get inside hollywood info like how cool is it to act with ed o'neill spoiler alert it's really cool and what the heck is a gaffer you get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries i know the answer to that trust me my pancake posse my bacon brigade listen up because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week so dig in it's breakfast time breakfast with brent pope available at breakfast.com apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found